The current spoiler warning level is Azure. So listen, for most of this episode, we're talking about a bunch of machines from Gundam Seed Astray spinoffs. So like spinoffs of spinoffs. And that's not spoilery, right? And at the end, it's possible we talk a little bit about wrestling, and it's possible we spoil an all-in from 2018. Um, I'm still going to call this Azure, though. Like, listen, it's, it's, it's four years ago in the wrestling world. That's an eternity. And, and not like you can still like things from that long ago. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, at that point, who cares about spoilers? You probably if you care, you saw it everywhere. And if you don't care, then you don't care. Anyway, please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another Mechanista NG and the last episode of 2022. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Dylan. So last time we did cleanup and we cleaned up something that wasn't yet dirty, I guess is the, the, right, the metaphor. Right. I forgot about that. <laughs> that, that, did, uh, that. That did happen. You got carried away and I didn't know enough to stop you. Okay. When you made us yeah, check out all sure. these hazel okay. variants. Alright, whatever. I didn't have any of those on my list. I mean, you could have interjected if you noticed. I, as I said, I didn't know enough to stop you. I was like, oh, I guess we covered the hazel. I wasn't like, I just. I, I could have sworn we did. I guess we've just talked about it in private enough that it felt like we did. Because I, I recalled us having at one point talked about like the beer let pack for it and stuff. I I, I, I swear we've had that conversation. Now, whether it was on mic or not, who can say? That's the issue. But, anyway. Yeah, I'll go ahead and, like, keep the... I'll, I'll, let me open the uh, the list of, of stuff we've covered, and I'll just, as we're going... You know what? I mean, I could... Oh, no! Hold on! I just looked up Mechanista and G. Hazel. January 6, 2022. What? Yeah, I just did a simple Google search and actually found out. Take a look. None of these are on the fucking thing? I, I... Wow, none of these just made it onto the spreadsheet. I was like, I was like, okay, I know, I knew for a fact we had talked. Huh. I knew I wasn't insane. Okay. Cool. Huh. Okay. Well, I goofed. Um, ha ha ha! I... Sorry. <laughs> I just, look, I've been, I've been having a small crisis about it, and I was like, you know what? I know how to solve this. Let me just Google Hazel and Mechanista. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'll get some dice and we'll just do the regular thing then. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Actually, have we? Nah, yeah, we've done we've done some listener requests recently enough. I guess it's fine. Well, I'll just roll this this die here. Sure, why not? Cosmic Era. Oh. Okay, sure. I mean, it's, you know, that's what it is. What the fuck is this thing? Oh. Okay. Well, what did we roll? Uh, NMS-X07PO. 
I have no fucking clue. <laughs> That's a yeah, weird correct. number. It's the Gel Finietto. The, the what? When did I... Did I? Did you put this on the list, or did I? Or I strongly suspect it was you. I don't remember this. I mean, I know this unit now that I see it, but holy shit. Okay. Well, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, well, alright, hold on. So, the NMS X07P0 Gel Finietto is a mobile suit from Gundam Seed Astray B. Uh, which I believe is also where another fucking weirdo is from that we've talked about. Uh, a certain Peregrande, or Peregrande from, uh, from the Mobius episode. Anyway, mm. this is the first MS produced by Acteon Industries. Don't know who those are because I don't know, uh, don't know well enough the universe. Let's see. They made, okay, they made a bunch of stuff basically in the astray and that's it in like in astray stories and that's it yeah they looks like they worked pretty much for phantom pain oh they didn't realize they were working for phantom pain oh. they've been manipulated oh okay well so this features the basilisk weapon system binders on its shoulders which are a unique mirage colloid weapon that we will talk about in a bit and overall that's all this has, and this is just a weird-looking mobile suit otherwise, so we'll talk about it. Don't worry, though, it is related to a family of suits, so it's not going to be that short of an episode. Um, Alright, so for the head, uh, you've got a, 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 what is very obviously a Gundam head underneath some stuff, but like, because like, you can see like the face mask and the chin. Uh, and it's got like little vents on the side where it gets weird is so instead of having eyes, this has like a full face mask that also covers part of the forehead uh, that has like little eye cameras inside of it. Uh, Seems kind of imitation jinx almost. Yep. Uh, it does have a forehead camera, kind of a stray style. It's a more triangular one, which sweeps backwards, almost like the horns on the Zaf suits where it's like, you know, the big mohawk. But it mm -hmm. keeps it, so it goes back pretty far, and then out of the end of it, on the bottom, you have a an antenna that is basically a blade. Like this head looks like it could be a switchblade that is like partially folded. Even though that's, I don't think that is what it does. It's just a. And also, the blade is far too long. There's no way it could close. But I see what you mean. Well, what I well, yeah, that it can't close all the way. Obviously, could open all the way though. Sure. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't. Uh, it's just a weird fucking head. Um, for the torso, you have a really large torso. Like this guy's, this guy's got really weird proportions. So it's like it's got like uh, NRX <laughs> proportions, like yeah. the experimental weapons from 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 Gundam X. Mm -hmm. You've got like so on the front of the chest, you've got like a little like I assume that's the cockpit hatch still in the middle, though it might be the cockpit hatch on like the bottom of the stomach there too because there's a distinct square there at the bottom of the chest who knows Yeah, hard to tell um i like the way that it's got this hexagonal armor on the front though that is like three layers of hexagonal armor from what we can see it's an interesting shape there for the red armor um on the sides of the torso where the arms connect into though you've got these really burly just uh caught like just just a big burly collar going on basically that have cameras on the tops of them um, we've got a really interesting, like, way of doing a midsection for a mobile suit. It's 
kind of like one big piece, but it's a very complex piece. Like there's a lot of like visible lines on it and such. Uh, at the bottom, like I mentioned, there's kind of what looks like it could be a hatch. And then you've got like two torso sections of armor on the bottom as well uh, that kind of resemble like if this was a normal sized mobile suit, you would squish this chest down into that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, this is not a, not that uncommon a piece to have this, like, sort of, like, lower torso, like, hip support kind of looking armor. It just usually isn't this clearly separated. Yeah. Um, the shoulders, uh, you've got really large round shoulders. Um, I'm trying to think of what these remind me of. Almost like the Tolgis' shoulders, actually, thinking about it. The Tolgis 3, specifically. I, yeah, yeah. Certainly the shape of them like that. I think... I think I'm still getting NRX vibes from it overall, yeah. but, like, certainly that style of, of shoulder... It's like, like a round shoulder shape. with, like, a bar in the middle. Um, mm -hmm. Like, it's a very pauldron-y shoulder overall. Um, and then it has uh, the weapon binder sticking out of the shoulder there. It's got, I believe it's four on each. Um, it says, no, it only says six binders... Wait, does it have four on one side? No, it doesn't have four on one side, two on the other. Wait. Hold on. Because, okay. It says six times Basilisk Weapon System binders, right? On the wiki? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we look at them, there's four on the left shoulder there. And actually four on the right. You can see the background. Like, a little bit of one. Right? N no. I, I see what you're saying, but I think that's incorrect. So, uh, this arm but, is what's throwing me off. Yeah, I... That one is more... I feel like I'm looking at an impossible object the longer I stare at this. Yeah, I think this is... A, I think there's just an art error here. I just... Yeah, well, because I'm looking sense. at... Okay, I think I can see... Hold on. I'm trying to see. Yeah, look look at it from the rear. Yeah, well, if you look at it from the rear... Oh, I see what the perspective issue is, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that the... <clears throat> There's definitely, I think, an art error, though, because I'm trying to... I'm going to look... I'm looking at the models, like the scratch builds that are in the in the part below just to see... I can see what's going on with these. It. What the fuck is happening? You see what I mean, right? Because there's like an optical. It's because it, there's these red parts at the top. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see it. I see it. Okay. What is the going middle on? one? The middle one is like double pronged. Oh, it's two coming out of one. Yeah. Okay, so there's like and one it just bigger throws weapon off your binder. Whole perspective. And it yeah, it throws you off though because all the others have the red things at the top. So it's just like you're looking at these and you're counting numbers and you're like, wait, but that doesn't work out. This doesn't math right. Okay. I I understand. There there is some weird nonsense happening there with the Wait, but then one of the scratch builds has four on each. Yeah, wait. Hold on. What is happening? <laughs> maybe the wiki is just wrong. Maybe it just does have eight. Maybe someone just accidentally put six on the wiki. Uh, I I'll chalk it up to that. I I'm going to say if the wiki made an error here, I forgive you. This is a nonsense piece of art. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Also, though, uh, MHQ also goes with the six times Mirage Mirage Colloid uh, 
virus spreader on the shoulders. So, I... Hold on. And we have line arts of the individual spreaders, right? So they look like this. Uh, this is from courtesy of MHQ because they actually have this art, unlike the wiki. So you can see the individual things, like what they're supposed to look like, too. Well, and if, if, there, if there's no variance, if they're duplicated, then it, the art would suggest four on each. Yeah, weird. Okay, we're going to ignore that. We're going to just ignore it for now. We'll just say four. It has six to eight of these things on it. <laughs> Uh, the arms, the rest of the arms. So these are actually really simple arms. They're just scaled up, basically. They're just scaled up mobile yeah. suit arms. You got really mm -hmm. beefy upper arm. Um, the at, at the top armor of the upper arm, you can see a little bit of like a pink frame, and then you also have pink joints going on with this. This has a very vibrant color scheme, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. Purple and like a magenta uh, going on. Uh, for the lower arms, nothing too special really of no other than I do like the big round um, wrist pieces it has. And then it's got yeah, like, they look good. Yeah, and then it's got like the little a little bit of wrist armor sticking out of that, and then you have the fists themselves. Um, for the waist, uh, don't really have skirts on this actually. Well, it's a, it's got close skirts that close in very close to the rest of the to the leg, right? Like it's it's like mm -hmm. a wrap around skirt that is very like close in. Like, you've got a front crotch piece, and that has, like, two little black pieces of armor at the end of it, like, going on either side. And then you've got, like, a wraparound side skirt that, if you look at, again, if you look at, like, the scratch builds and stuff, the way they interpret this is, it looks like it's just kind of attached from the back, maybe, and then just wraps around to the front. But it's just, like, it's it, it's not going to inhibit movement because they, they don't cover enough of the leg to do that. Um, and then the rear skirt, uh, you've just got two butt plates basically the way it looks um mm -hmm. for the upper thigh just a very simple upper thigh nothing special for the leg joint you've got another one of those bright magenta joints you've got really tall knees and you've got some interesting legs just because they have kind of a bell bottom thing going on with the uh like the leg armor like it's it looks like it's all one piece but it's like one big round piece and it has like a bit that sticks off on uh, uh, like off of the frame uh, especially towards the bottom of it so mm -hmm. it's 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 just got like these big, basically bell bottoms. Um, you've got a bunch of magenta frame visible, and then as you hit the feet, you've got really interesting ankle armor because like the ankle armor is attached to the top of the foot, and then it's got like two pieces of armor that are swept upwards weirdly. Uh, and then it you know has an area that wraps around the back of the heel. Um. And then the feet themselves are just like your standard mobile suit. These are two section feet. You've got a heel, you've got a foot, and it's got a little bit of like the more purple armor on top of the foot. And then the rest of the foot is just in that magenta. Um, it does have the various, like that, the way the armor in the colored frame very clearly marks it. Like this is, this is, you know, the astray kind of look, right? It, yeah. It's weird because this is not related to the astrays at all, but it basically looks like I mean, yeah, astray. it's just from an astray manga, and the artist and is it's like this the is astray what I do. artist. I'm yeah, going that's to draw the problem. This again. <laughs> yeah, is that it doesn't look at like it. It is not related to an astray at all, but because it's B craft working on it, who I like as an artist, uh, normally, other than the fact that he fucked up the the number of binders on this in a weird way. Um, yeah. Oh, and then for the backpack, you've just got like two little thrusters sticking down in like a little vent area on the back. Apparently, the original design of this, uh, as mentioned here, is 
from a 2003 mechanical design contest where the concept was a prototype super Gundam or pseudo Gundam that Zaf developed for Rowley Crusade. So it's supposed to look like Rao's mask. Kinda, I guess. I can kind of okay. see it. I can kind of see it, looking at the mask face on it. So I sure. guess. So I wonder if also this being like a weird fan design explains like why this is such a strange design. I want to see what the original design of it looked like. Oh wait, no, we do have that. It does say the original custom gun plot. Now, I'm curious if that is actually the. <clears throat> I, I hate that the wiki doesn't cite things because the way that that can be read is that that is an original, the first original like scratch build of this that was done for a magazine, or this was the custom gunpla that someone made that was like for that contest. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, ironically enough, though, I will say looking at the one there, no, it still has. It's, <clears throat> I hate it. I hate looking at these shoulders. I can't keep doing it. If I keep looking at them, I feel like I'm losing my mind. Uh, Alright. The weapons on this. The only weapon this has. the the It has a quantum computer virus that hijacks other nearby MS that do not have neutron jammer, or that are not messed with, uh, messed with by neutron jammers. However, attacking the virus, or attacking the binders will cause the virus's effect to cease and it will free any suits from it. So this is basically literally just a mobile suit that takes control of other mobile suits. Which, you know what? That's actually a cool idea. It's piloted by a motherfucker named Kenaf Lucini. Um, I think, though, that this is a really neat design overall. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I... I, I like the way it looks, it, and I like the concept of that, right? Like, an electronic warfare mobile suit that is only the electronic warfare part. Now, I would personally, if I was making one of these, just remove the arms, maybe. <laughs> if they're not going to hold any weapons. Because I think that would be a more striking visage, personally. What if you need to open a door? No, you don't. Okay. Oh. I'm just... You know what? If you try and attack me, I'm just going to close the door. <laughs> You know what? Whatever. It's fine. Anyway, this is developed into a series of mobile suits I quite like, so we can move on to those if you want. Uh, they are very different than this one, funnily enough. Completely different okay, mobile we'll suits. Okay, let's see it. So, what this is... Uh, okay, oh, uh, not really... Don't really have any story stuff for this other than, yeah, this was made for Phantom Pain, I guess. Or, was this even made for Phantom Pain, or was this separate from them making mobile suits for Phantom Pain? unclear to me uh according to the history here it other than that feature of the virus uh it was not much better than other existing suits so there was little military interest in it uh, well they went on to make a whole bunch of stuff for them so it, it falls into the hand of the kenaf of kenaf lucini who is a freelance informant because astray loves when people who are not just soldiers have mobile suits what the fuck is a freelance informant? Hold on. Wait. That's an information broker. Yeah, but just... I guess when I see informant, though, I usually assume that's under the guise of, like... When I, when I, when I hear informant, my brain thinks of, like, oh, this is someone who reports to a specific agency. So just the idea of a freelance informer, I guess it makes sense in a setting like Gundam Seed, but it's... Huh. Does it? No, I mean... Well, there's enough... 
there are enough sides working together and there's enough people that swap between sides that my brain goes i guess i could see someone that just goes from side to side doing that but sure why not but i don't know anyway this is developed into from a completely different manga seed x astray the hyperion gundam uh and we'll start with talking about the unit one which is you know the main known hyperion gundam this is a mobile mm-hmm. suit I think is really fucking cool. I like the Hyperion a lot. So, for the head, you've got a pretty normal Gundam head going on, like a very seat-style one. Not quite a stray but it, it, it's interesting. So you've got uh, the forehead, you've got a large forehead camera. It's got a bit of a armor poking around the top of it, so it's, you know, got a bit of a cover around it. Uh, you've got a v- red V-fin, uh, that has, like, an extra kind of, it's got, like, a little bump in the middle of it, like, a little extra point, but it's not, it's not, like, a lot of the double V-fins, it's just kind of a weird V-fin. Um, head Vulcans, on the sides of the cheek vents, this is, like, the element of the head I really like, actually, it's the one thing that makes this stick out to me, is on the cheek vents, you actually have another set of antenna that are poking up out of those. It's a really neat style IMO of doing like the ear sort of like fins that things like the wing Gundam have and it still has Mm -hmm. those too like the vents extend all the way back and like off the head um but it's got these like cool little antennas sticking out of the top and then another element of this that I like is when you get to the face it's it's got an armored face so you've got like a Gundam face in the middle and like the Gundam eyes and everything but you've got this like kind of dark gray armor around the sides of the face uh, it just makes the head stick out to me in a way I think looks neat. Especially when you look yeah, at tricky. it in, like, the actual manga art and whatnot, as opposed to just the Okawara art. Because um, I think this is by Okawara, actually, weirdly, which is strange for a seed suit. But let me double-check that, because looking at the pose, it looks like an Okawara pose. Yeah, yeah, that's Kunio Okawara, okay. Weird, he usually doesn't do stuff for a stray that I can think of, so it's like, oh, that's just Okawara do this. Imagine if you got to put a Gundam this cool in the fucking shows. It is interesting, though, because I think looking at the manga art, the, the one part about the face that I really am, am not as high on is the secondary antennas. And I think it really works in the manga's art style. So. Yeah, that's the thing is I'm used to like when I look at it, even though like I, I recognize that like uh, his uh, art style. I mean, Okora's art style for C era stuff is just kind of, you know, we've talked about it, but at the same time, uh, this is a cool machine. I wish something this cool had ended up in animation because this, like, for Seed, because I think this is cooler than a lot of Gundams that Seed gets to have. And, like, Exastray came out in 2003, so it's before Seed Destiny, and it's after original Seed, but... Anyway, uh, the torso. This is also an area I quite like. You've got... Uh, a Gundam torso in shape. It's got two little yellow collar pieces, like, flanking around the neck area. Uh, you've got black chest vents, uh, that kind of, they're like the vents where it's just, like, a bunch of, um, plates that are sticking out. Uh, Mm -hmm. and they stick out kind of far onto the torso, which I like. Uh, I just like the look of that with the three, the triple vent. Um, in the middle of the torso, it's got, it's got, like, one of those... I know that another seed suit we've talked about has this, but, you know, it's got a very pointy torso, like, on the mm-hmm. front top. Uh, and then you've got a couple of vents, and then... Uh, I assume that's an emergency hatch, because I'm wondering if this is a cockpit hatch that's on the top, given the size of the torso, like the, um... Like a lot of other Gundams tend to have in seed, but... 
does. Well, it doesn't look like the top can move. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It doesn't look like it opens. It just has a very beefy top. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the very, like, soft blue-gray that they're using for the chest here. Combined with the black as a, as an accent, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. And then the red and the yellow, like, I like this color scheme, actually, for a Gundam, because it's, it's not tricolor, even though it's using, like, red and yellow and blue, but it's not, like, a standard tricolor at all, because it's doing... It, it, it's weird, too, because, because of that gray uh that that you mentioned like the blue gray and then also like it's got a darker very navy blue gray it's weird because it doesn't evoke i think the fact that it has like that many colors it doesn't evoke like the mark ii or something right where you've got also you know darker colors than the normal tricolor it's it just feels unique even though it is using like kind of gundam tricolor ideas going on um it's just neat uh uh and then you've got like a two-section torso armor um for the lower torso the arms uh pretty nice arms you've got uh just normal pauldrons they've got a thruster on the front and the back of the armor that is like it's it's outlined in gray and then you've got yellow um outer thrusters on the shoulder uh the upper arm very typical of okawara in this era it's the, you know a very basic bicep but it's got like a rounded piece at the end with like a little venter thruster uh for the lower arms um, also kind of similar to other seat designs by him, uh, you've got, like, a lower arm where the lower arm guard kind of sweeps back a bit and covers the elbow, uh, the elbow joint, and then it's mm-hmm. also got a red wrist, wrist piece with a little yellow, um, like, diamond sticking out of the side, or like a, uh, three-sided pyramid is the best way I would describe that, I'm forgetting the name of that shape, but a three-sided pyramid, um, and then the hands are hands. For the skirt, same thing. You've got a pretty basic front skirt. It's got, like, a little red dip on the top. And then on the bottom, you've got, like, a gray bar of armor on, like, the lower crotch. Uh, very basic front skirts, though. Uh, they're a neat shape. Um, the side skirts are very much like a seed side skirt. Like, uh, I think, like, one of the daggers has these exact ones where it's, like, the square yeah, side skirts with a little plug in it. So that you can put, like, a. I want to say it's the L. Yeah. Which is interesting because I think this would predate the dagger L by a little bit. Um, and then the rear skirt is a single plate. It does also, it's a little bit visible there. Uh, it also has like hard points for attaching like, you know, like weapons that you would stick onto the sides. For the legs, up, uh, the upper legs are actually also similar to like the dagger the dagger L. I can't remember which one, but it's one of them, right? Because it's got like mm-hmm. that little dip in the back of the uh, thigh there. Like, but the, otherwise it's just like one piece. Um... The lining is similar, too. And then you've got pretty big knees. Uh, they've got thrusters on the bottom of them. On the sides of the legs, my favorite thing is you have the holsters for the beam sabers. Well, beam knives. Uh, it uses beam knives because... It's a really sensible yeah. place to put it. It's a cool... Yeah, because it basically looks like all you'd have to do is a little bit of minimal, like, crunch movement to grab those. Mm-hmm. Um, better than the... Honestly, better than the side skirts, I think. <laughs> And better than the back. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's, it's such a minimal movement. That's that's kind of the measurement, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then on the back of the legs, you've got thrusters that are coming out of the ankle area. Um, you've got really interesting uh, ankle armor also, because these ankle armors have thrusters built in, which is pretty cool. They're on the back of it, uh, just on the back plate. And then for the feet, very typical seat feet. It's weird, because a lot of things I'm saying on this design are typical of seat stuff. It's just he draws it in a style and like with a color scheme that just looks good to me. I just, I've always thought this unit looks pretty cool actually. 
Uh, finally, the backpack, you've got a single thruster on the bottom. Uh, and then on the back of the backpack, you've got like a black piece with one of those three-sided pyramids sticking out of it with like a little red, you know, lining area. And then on mm -hmm. either side of that, you've got two little, uh, they're not really sub arms. They're just basically like movable, like little servo things, uh, that, um, have two large rotating, uh, these can be used as cannons and they also have a few other functions that we'll talk about. On the sides of them, they have one of those yellow uh, three-sided pyramids, and then at the end, like on the tips of them, you have those three-sided pyramids. Uh, and yeah, so this is from ZX Astray, um, and this is developed by the Eurasian Federation and Acteon Industries. It was their attempt to break the Atlantic Federation's monopoly on mobile suit development within the Earth Alliance. Uh, it is based on technologies used by Zaft and the Atlantic Federation, but also some of the Eurasian Federation's own technology. Uh, the model number for this, it's the C1-X1-3. Um, it's because they're... C-A-T, not C. Wait, what? Yeah, I said C-A-T, not C. C-A-T. Oh, yeah, did I say... Yeah, you said C1. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yep. No worries. Uh, Composition Armament Tactical is what that stands for, though. Um, it's Europeans. <laughs> uh, it has the Armor Lumiere, uh, which is a its unique system. They love using the, the Lumiere multiple times within uh, Gundam Seed. Uh, this is what all those little pyramids are for. It's got five generators total. Uh, they're all uh, on the beam. Uh, they're all on the backpack, actually. Though it does have ones on the wrist, but those are not part of the main system. Uh, and when it activates these, it will actually create a three sixty degree barrier. What happens is the pyramid launches out and is on kind of a, like a wire. It's, it's a very stiff wire, so it's more like it just extends them out. Maybe like on like a telescopic pole is a better way of thinking of it. And mm. then it generates a really cool looking barrier around the mobile suit. Um, uh, you can see... Oh, and you can... Uh, the pyramids also open when they extend. You can see that here. I love it's this, also, by the way. It's also very notably... A, like, it's a one-way barrier. It can shoot out of it. Yeah, it can shoot out. Um, And it's... it's Yeah, it's a quote-unquote monophase barrier. Uh, the thing that it does with this... It, it does a lot of really cool stuff with this. Uh, if you've ever played Gundam Extreme Versus... Uh, especially against me, you may have seen this unit in use because I fucking love this unit, even though it's not very good. It has some very fun gimmicks in that game, such as an invincible 360 degree shield that it can have activated for a couple of seconds, um, which is rad. Um, and yeah, so it can do a lot of weird stuff with this because here's the thing. It can basically just make everyone look at it. That's the thing. Like it mentions unorthodox tactics, like, dashing into the middle of the enemies and then just basically letting them shoot at you. Like they're like, Oh, there's a mobile suit here. Let's get rid of it. That looks like a fancy one. And then it activates a shield. So it just starts shooting. It, you know, it, it basically has the enemies focus on them and then everyone else mops up <laughs> around them. Yep. Which it's is a tank. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, it only can a activate for roughly five minutes. Uh, it does have arm-mounted armor Lumiere generators that are basically early beam shields. Uh, which is kind of funny, because I don't... In, in Seed Original, you don't have beam shields. Those start popping up in later Seed works. And I guess this might be where they first appear, though. Thinking on hmm. it. Yeah, maybe. 
Just because, uh, like I said, because Destiny, if I'm remembering right, see Destiny is 2004, right? Let's see Destiny, let me double check that. Uh, yeah, October 2004, so this is way before Seed. Or Seed Destiny, I should say. Um, and yeah, so, uh, the Hyperion is really cool. Um. Yeah. And, uh, it is, it, it does have a Neutron Jammer Canceller, uh, later on. So, when it has a nuclear generator, it actually basically has an infinite use of that shield. Yeah, that's called, they call that upgrade the Super Hyperion. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, what'd you get? I just knocked over my something, it wasn't even a... Oh, uh, sorry, it sounded like the dice uh, you had It did, it did. Um, so yeah, so it has the head Vulcans, as mentioned, it's got beam knives, um... The Romtechnica. Romtechnica, yeah, beam knife. Oh yeah, you're right, I guess it would be Technica. Uh... It actually has one that's on the bottom of the beam submachine gun, by the way. Sure, why not? Um, if I it, that can be used as a bayonet, and I think it can also be launched from the beam. Rifle. Oh, I see it. It's below. Okay, it's below the scope, but above the barrel. Can yep. you see it there? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's like inserted in in like a, a weird a weird hollow area. Um, yeah. Which this is the Zastava Stigmata. Beam of machine gun stigmat stigmate. So this is stigmate. A weird design. Uh huh. Um, it's it's clearly drawing from uh some uh projects, some some real world firearm projects of the of the early aughts that didn't pan out, like the OICW, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's very weird that it has that bayonet inserted between the scope and the barrel. That's a bizarre thing to do. It's also got a really um, big scope, by the way. <laughs> It does have a really big scope. It has a side grip, like like a dedicated side grip. Not like it doesn't seem like it rotates, which is weird. It has a v- huge clip, which it says it fires individual power cells, which are loaded into a clip, which uh, reminds me of some later Gundam stuff. But then this is just like, a, oh, you're not a gun person. The receiver is air cooled. The receiver. Yeah, is that a? That's not the part that that you always do the barrel. The barrel's the part where it gets really hot. Ah. And even with beam weapons, that's been shown to be the case. The receiver is... Yeah. Yeah, that's um, just a weird thing to do. Okay, it does mention, yeah, the beam knife can be ejected to hit an incoming enemy unit. Because, yeah, it can basically just... It has, like, a hydraulic thing that just launches that out, I guess. Sure, <laughs> which is pretty, sure. Which is pretty good. Um, the me- beam machine gun uh, drops the clip entirely, by the way, uh, when it becomes the Super Hyperion. Because it just hooks up into the nuclear generator, so it just has an unlimited fire because in seed nuclear reactors just mean unlimited energy <laughs> sure sure um then finally in the wing binders uh it has two four fantery beam cannons so these pop up over the shoulders kind of like the like when it's doing the shield thing and they're located at the like y- you see how there's like a gap in the binder there if i remember right mm-hmm. i believe let me see how this is fired. I'm going to try to see if I can find, like, art of that. I can't... Because it doesn't... Co- I don't think it comes out of where the pyramids are. I think it, like, comes out, like, somewhat near that. Um. But, yeah. This is a ridiculous unit. Uh, Because it, it... It's funny because this is, like, one of those units where, on one hand, it's definitely overpowered. But on the other hand, I love it for that. And then, of course, yeah, you have the light shield. 
Basically, oh. though, the bean cannons are generally represented as two large bean cannons that, you know, fire out of the things when they're popped over the shoulder. Um, I believe... Oh, here, here's a good way of talking about what I'm talking about is... If you look here... If you you see how there's a gap? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it fires out of the gap. Okay. Uh, the picture I sent you is from the manga, and it is it firing the beam submachine gun, which is just like, okay, this is beams because you said it's beams. Everything it's doing is, you can see, like, spent power cell casings flying yeah. out an ejection port on the side. You can see it ejecting the magazine. Though it's a magazine ejects with real fucking force. Get out of the way. I mean, I guess you're in space. Yeah, I guess maybe you, it wouldn't be that weird to have a like a little bit of a blast charge for separation. I remember uh, on the episode of of the show where I talked to Nick about um, you know like space projects and mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I made mention of like you know like blast separation, and Nick's like, "Yeah, actually, it's a really handy tool. It actually we use it all the time." It's like, "Oh, okay, so realistic." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. And then so it has that barrier. Uh. The barrier is really neat because it can actually do some interesting stuff with it. So, uh, there's, you know, the one, one emitter on each arm, you've got one on the backpack and two on each wing binder. The arm cannon ones can do little, like, triangular beam shields. Uh, the backpack and wing binder ones do the whole, you know, 360 degree barrier. Um, it can attack through it. Um, the other thing is, here's the thing that it does, uh, very frequently, is it will actually, um, so, it will sometimes do weird things, such as, what if we just have the two tips, uh, like the two pyramids on the uh, backpack, when they're flipped forward, generate a barrier, like a triangular beam barrier, and then we ram into an enemy with those. Ah, yeah, there we go, like that. Yep. Which is pretty cool, actually. I like that, basically, all it does is just, instead of having the shields extend... Oh, that's a cool page, actually, too, because I like that he's using it as a shield, and then it folds the pyramid mm -hmm. so that it creates the, you know, basically a beam fucking, like, giant beam spear or something. It's good. It's all really this, cool. All this stuff is on the on the page, so pretty good pretty good uh, reference material on Gundam Wiki today. Yeah, also it's piloted by a sicko that uh, I've told you about before, but I don't know if we talked about it on the show. It's our good friend Canard Pars. Uh, sure, who yes. you can see is a sicko there. Who is, uh, in fact, a sicko because he's evil Kira Yamato. <laughs> uh, he is... He is basically... <sighs> so he's part of that same project that created Kira Yamato, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like a failure. He's not the true super coordinator or whatever. Uh, and so he wants to kill Kira to prove that he's actually the better one. I mean, you know, different motivations, but me too. Uh, he also uh, is insanely funny to me, honestly. He's just a, a really funny character to me. Because, like, he... So... First of all, his design, right? He is wearing, like, a weird, like armored spacesuit, but he has his midriff exposed in his, like, mm -hmm. in Ex Astray. So he, he, he looks like a, like a, like, uh, someone's, like, lazy take on doing a Tetsuya Nomura character or something. Like, because he's got, like, all these, like, metal, like, r like, random metal, not even, like, how, what are they? Just, like, little... 
it's like reinforced bars, like in the same style as like a ninja's like you know forehead protectors or like plated gloves, just all over. He's also got cuts in the sides of the legs, which reveal he's wearing black tights under those black leather pants. Okay, I was mostly on board with the outfit, but that's really dumb looking. <laughs> Don't worry though, because then there's the time skip for versus a straight. Because eventually, if I remember right, he he turns good. Eventually, he stops being sure. you know sure. sicko. Um, though, funniest thing, he is voiced by Kiri Yamato's voice actor, so when you play as this guy in video games, you have Kiri Yamato's voice actor trying to do an evil, cackling sicko's voice, and I love that. I think it's great. Uh, personally. So, after the time skip, he starts wearing a different outfit that's even more ridiculous. He's added a red turtle, like a red turtleneck. He's still got the midriff showing, and he's still wearing the jacket. Uh, but he has, like, a red turtleneck now. Uh, and he's now wearing red leggings. Oh, also, sorry, he has cutouts on the hips, too, that, uh, were not- No, they are- No, they're not present on the original outfit, but they are on the Versus Astray ones. So, yeah. Uh, this character designs a lot. I I love him. I will- I will give him that his actual normal suit, I think, looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, no. He's- uh, he's got, like, this red- a black and white color scheme and then he's got a special helmet that is like imitation like char helmet from 0079 in sort of style but instead it's this sort of like swept back single like fin across the top it looks good yeah no it looks great honestly this character's design is great i wish he was in the show because this is well no i don't because the show is terrible um but I, I like his design. I will say his versus a stray design, though, which is also versus a stray, I believe, a couple years after C. He looks like a double O character there. He does. He doesn't yeah. look like a seed character anymore. Uh, like in X Astray, they're trying to emulate like the seed faces a bit. Like he's, you know, like with the eyes and such. He's got like big eyes and kind of like a very plain face. Like it looks like seed still. You can tell it's not the exact artist for seed, but it's trying to look like you know, that era of anime. Versus Astray, though, no. He he is taller. Uh, he is, you know, proportioned more normally. Uh, I mean, I believe he's older in that, too. Uh, and, you know, they, they he looks like a double O character. I love it, though. I I, I I like him because he's Psycho Kira Yamato, which is fun to me. Just, what if some weirdo was cackling on the battlefield, talking about killing everything, and really, really wanted to kill Kira Yamato? Okay, uh, I'm gonna. Dylan probably isn't gonna like that I'm doing this, right? Yeah. But uh, I in I I thought I saw this, so I enhanced the hell out of his versus art. Uh huh. He's got vagina bones. Oh, he does have vagina bones. <laughs> you know what? You just just the faintest line, but yep. Look, he's allowed. I mean, he's also got a pretty healthy dick bulge. <laughs> so. Jesus Christ. Well, that, that, well, that's because that's because that's a few years later. So that's when he's older. So they're like, "Yeah, fuck it, we're gonna go full horny with this design." And God bless, you know. You know what? I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I am okay with them doing that. Meanwhile, in his in his like his ex astray art, you can tell he's just wearing briefs, and there's not as much action going on. I'm not saying he's not wearing briefs. I'm just saying you can see the shape of the underwear. God. All right. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, yeah, he's the pilot of this, and he's part of the reason I also like the Hyperion so much, because I, I think I used him in, like, I think it was G-Gen, uh, World or Overworld, and I was like, this voice is familiar, but he's also, like, a psycho. What's going on here? And I'm like, oh, he, I, I, fi- I find out his story, and I'm like, oh, this guy's great. 
This is the, uh, the, the, uh, okay, not quite as good. I was gonna say, this is the fun Spock of, uh, yeah, okay, listen, don't not get carried away here. <laughs> but, I mean, he's a character who is so ridiculous that he becomes, he wraps around from ridiculous to entertaining again, which Seed could have used more of, honestly. Uh, so, the Hyperion Unit 2 is a similar design. Uh, not much to talk about with it other than it is blue. And uh, dark... Is it even dark gray? Like, what is that color that you would describe the main armor as? The video games make it more just dark gray, but the art has sort of like a reddish hue to it. A very slight, very slightly. I mean, there is some... I still think it's, I still think you would say just sort of a medium gray. There's definitely some sort of like reddish pinkish tint to it, but it's dominantly gray. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then the unit three is the same thing, but with less, uh, less decals and a little bit cooler looking, uh, cooler as in like color wise, it looks cooler. Oh, never mind. If you look at the gallery, there's alternate color line art. Okay. These are the same unit. It's just that they have different, uh, like shoulder decals. Okay. So the one, unit one is the best one, honestly, it, which is weird because I would think I would like the ones that are going for the weird colors, but they're kind of boring looking, actually. Yeah, they are. Um, there's also two developed into units for the Hyperion here. Uh, one we will talk about, and one that I think actually we will skip on because they're it, it's really it's more related to another suit that will get its own episode. Or well, we'll we'll see what you say. Just just keep keep going. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Uh, we have the. Cat One XG Hyperion G. This yes. is a ground combat variant of the Hyperion, uh, which also kind of makes it into a gym, basically, or I'm sorry, a dagger in this case. I mean, it's yeah. This is their like gym head ground Gundam equivalent from Oh MS Team. It's pretty cool looking though with that head. Actually, I like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. I say that because that's like the role it fills. It doesn't do all the things that the thing about the 08 MS team one is it fucking sucks. The ground Gundam sucks. Yeah. Here's the oh, other this thing cool. this thing does that's cool. If you look at the backpack, it does so presumably to cheapen the cost, it does remove uh the beam shield from uh the the um arms and from the backpack and such, other than one. It has one beam shield it can generate. But mm. it does do a cool thing with it. So okay. Uh, one of the arms on the backpack now has a cannon. Uh, it is a, uh, sorry, it's, it's a machine gun. It's the dagger's machine gun, but it flips over the shoulder and fires over the shoulder. Um, so here's the thing that's kind of cool though. So I like, one, I like the way this flips over the shoulder too. Uh, for a mass production unit, even though technically they only made 12, uh, this is actually a pretty cool idea because if you look at like here, how, what the idea is with only giving it the one beam shield. It's because it's the one-way beam shield, right? So right. it can still fire through it or out of it. And, it. and on the ground, you don't need a 360-degree shield. That's just not as valuable on a ground in yeah. ground combat. So you just throw this one in front of you, and then you shoot through it. Yeah, that's actually a pretty cool idea, I think. Um, the unit one is white, gray, and blue. Very simple. Uh, it's got a little bit of green, blue, like a uh, teal, I should say, on the uh, wrists and the feet and the uh, forehead mm -hmm. jewel. That's um, good. And then the unit two uh, goes all blue, uh, like blue and like kind of like almost like a purple, but leaning more on blue side for the main armor color. Uh, both look good. I think they're both neat suits. Um, I actually like these. You know, they're very simple. 
they're just simplified versions of the existing suit with a visor head, but hey, sometimes I like that. Um, this itself has two variants, the Hyperion GL and the Hyperion GR. These are both from Gundam Astray R. Uh, unfortunately, we do not have art of these, because that was, that was the Astray one that only, I think, has, like, models. And that's, see, Astray R is also where, like, the turn red and all those come from. Um, mm -hmm. so looking at them, they don't really have different design points, they're just, they're kind of in the unit, they're in the unit one's colors for the GR there, and then the GL is in the unit one's colors, but we'll replace the red with blue. Um, oh, also, one I presume is left-handed and one is right-handed. They're doing the same thing as the Gazelle sure. and the Gazar. Also, where, you know, they're inverted equipment loadouts, right? Like, one, yeah, the one I'm, has the shield yeah. over the right arm, one has the shield over the left. Yeah. They're basically... what they're doing. They're, they're basically just friends. They are two buddies that deploy. <laughs> and, uh... You know, I guess they, presumably these two are in a unit together. Uh, I don't hate it. I yeah, no, they're it. fine. I mean, they're just recolors of the existing one. They don't do anything unique or new. Yeah, they do. They have the 80 AI. Okay, sorry. Yes, they have the 8-0 AI based on 8, which is the AI. And they have the trio system. Let me see. What is that? Oh, they're, no, they cooperate with the turn red, I see. I hate the turn red, but anyway. Wow. Uh, yep, uh, and then, okay, so the last variant that is on the list would be the Dreadnought H, or the Dreadnought Hyperion. Oh, sorry, however, it's pronounced Dreadnought Ada, actually. However, we've already covered it. Oh, we did? On the Gways. Oh, right, the Gways episode, we went through all the Dreadnought and such. Mm hmm Yep, so, duh, of course. So, actually, we did cover it. Sorry, I forgot about that. Cool. Mm -hmm. I got you. Uh... Let me see. Here's the thing. So, I tried looking up Dreadnought Mechanista. Did we list it in the covered units? Yeah, we did. Oh, it's because I spelled Dreadnought wrong, right? It's an O. I always want to think it's an A at the front. Yeah, I, I make a similar mistake. Anyway, alright. Well, alright, then that's covered. So, that's an episode. Um, uh, We do have some cleanup we missed. Yeah, okay. Alright, we'll do that this episode, too. So, what else? Okay. Uh, so I'm going to, I'll send you some links for these. I'm mostly just going to talk images, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but this is one from way back. Do you remember when we had Crass on to talk about Vodum stuff? Yeah. We actually forgot a lot of variants. We did. Uh-huh. Cause, uh, that was in an we talked about time. Chris Jericho and, uh, we, there are lots of variants of Chris Jericho. So. Oh no. Okay. I thought <laughs> you were going to pull up like, I don't know, the scope dog, like from, fucking SRW 30 or something. Okay. No, I had a much meaner plan than that. All right, um, go for it. <laughs> okay, so first off, what we have here, I'll put these in a, in a folder, what of course. What is it, Edge and Triple H? They're all long-haired blonde dudes. Well, this is Chris Jericho. Well, that's Chris Jericho, but what are the variants? Uh, the, listen, this is uh, Corazon de Leon, Chris Jericho. That was one of, his, one of his gimmicks when he was wrestling in the... What's uh, his gimmick again uh, that he's... The Depends. I mean, that's the thing is, that's what that's where we're getting. He's been at this a very long time. He's been at this for 30 years. So he's had lots of gimmicks. Is he Canadian? Hold on. Yes, he's a Canadian-American. Okay, yeah. I just was curious because he's a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And I, I've um, learned so many more wrestlers than you would think are actually Canadian. So 
mostly what he goes for, what he's going for these days is that he has this like, you know, like egomaniac rock star kind of persona, I would say. Okay. Um, that's, that's mainly what he does, but he's had different ones. Um, this is, uh, Corazon de Leon, as I say, and then they're, they're immediately followed by Lionheart because basically, uh, Corazon de Leon means Lionheart in Spanish. One of them is the one he was, when he was in a, a Lucha Libre, um, organization, right? Down in Mexico. And so he was going by that, the Spanish version of the name. And then when he came up to America and continued the gimmick, uh, he just made it Lionheart for American audiences, right? Okay. Uh, do, so, you know, go ahead, do the Mechanista thing, head down. This is a blonde man. <laughs> he has abs. He is buff, but not, like, buff enough for me to think that he's, like, super roided up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, like, like a, he's a more lean buff. He is definitely slathered in oil, but that's most wrestlers. Right, right. Uh, Got this very shitty looking leather vest. Yeah, very bad looking vest. It looks like he bought that from like a Halloween store or something. It could be vinyl for all I know. It looks terrible. Yeah, and he's got like an armband on one arm. And then he's got a wristband on both arms. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. And he's got some ugly fucking pants. Yeah, so they have this like like crisscrossing like imagine like a top down like uh like a D and D map of a city right where it's just like streets with like black blocks where there are buildings and it's just the yellow is streets so it's sort of crisscrossing I know that's a weird reference to pull upon but it tells you what my life's been like I suppose <laughs> yeah uh, um, then we of course we move on to Lionheart where he's not wearing. Any, any anything on the top he's just got some like he's yellow also less like oily. Sp- he is less oily i mean he's been this is th- clearly in this top one he is like like posing for a promo whereas at the bottom here he is uh he is he's hitting a spot right but he is just in the middle of a match probably about to wrap it up i would guess by the the, the circumstances yeah um his pants are like this sort of black and yellow blotchy looking like almost tie-dye kind of look right mm-hmm. i would agree uh it's ugly as well uh even uglier than the prior pants honestly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um he's got some big boots on big wrestle boots so i assume they're softer than you would think because wrestle boots um and uh yeah, yeah that's yeah um, then around, uh, 1999, he started a new gimmick called Y2J. Who put you up to this? Who did this? You'd say, you say this like this is punishment for me. I'm having fun. Okay, so Y2K, he's decided... Y- no, Y2J. Oh, sorry, Y2J. He's Jericho. He decided that he's going to wear another shitty looking vest, honestly. Like, it's got a little bit of sleeves on it, but it's very short. What? I feel like before we move on, we have to point out the 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 head now. So his hair is very straight blonde, but his facial hair, he's done this horrible thing where he has a beard, but he has shaved, shaved the, under the, the chin. hair. Yeah, or, under, oh, the, sorry, under the lip. Like uh, above the chin, under the lip, this sort of gap where he has like a little, like a tiny little soul patch and then just like a border beard, right? Just along the edge of the chin. It looks fucking terrible. Yeah, no, it's awful. It is purely awful. I hate uh-huh. it. He looks like shit. He looks terrible. <laughs> he looks really bad. Um. Then he has this, uh, yeah, silver 
uh like satiny jacket with like black like him um he's got little armbands again and then his pants are red with crisscrossing black and silver barbed wire patterns yeah yeah that's barbed wire right uh it, uh-huh. it also i'm sorry you cannot have like random white stuff on your fucking pants like I, okay it is silver not white but it, uh-huh. it looks nasty I'm sorry. It just looks <laughs> well, nasty. Well, if you want something else that looks nasty, this is just a later revision of Y2J, but I thought it was notable. Ah! <laughs> what is he doing? Looking like shit, is what I would say. Yeah. Also, his abs look photoshopped there. Like, it well, looks I like think, two- honestly... It looks 2D. The thing is... The abs, like, when you think of abs, you're seeing people who, I mean, you know this, but I'm just saying this to say it. There will probably be some listeners who didn't know this. Usually if you see someone, you're like, wow, they've got a real, like, six-pack, right? They've intentionally dehydrated themselves to, to highlight that aspect. Usually they're it's actually not that well-defined when someone has, you know, yeah. a, a solid core. And the other thing is, like, your muscles can kind of lose definition when all the other muscles around them are defined, too, you know? Like... To be a wrestler, you've got to have a really fucking strong back. Yeah. You know? Um, anyway. So, starting at the top here, we have a blonde, like, keeps going. blooming top knot that cr- go- turns into, like, wavy blonde hair that sort of waves down the side. Um, yeah, we I have, like... It. It's really gross. He looks fucking bad. Um... We, uh, we then get, you know, a, a pretty sh- shut, uh, cut short, like, beard, like, practically stubble, except for at the very bottom of the chin, where it has this, uh, frankly, there's no other way to put it, pube-esque curling going on that looks really bad. <laughs> oh, it does look terrible. It looks so fucking bad. My guy, you're a fucking wrestler, and you're a popular one. You got money. You can... I'm sorry, I shouldn't make fun of someone's appearance, but also he's choosing to look like this. Like, this is all he's... him. Yeah. Or, yeah, I, I mean... guess maybe we can blame Vince McMahon. I don't know how wrestling works. I, look. You know, it works It works a lot of ways. I mean, have you seen... Okay, let's, let's get you, just for comparison, like, this is a little, you know, it's a little much, but like, um, but here's just a, a fairly standard, like, short hair Chris Jericho. Uh, now he's just a guy. He's just a guy. Yeah, He's this just is a just guy. a guy. This is like, you're, you're going down to the local bar and that's a guy. What are his pecs doing? Uh, you know, whatever, whatever pecs gun do. Here's what he's Wait, looked no, like no, more no, no, recently. No, 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 Look at that. His chest looks like it's caved in. It does. It's true. And it looks it's... like someone's like literally pushed his sternum inward. <laughs> that's why he's making that expression, of course. I mean, I guess, you know what? I would too if my sternum was doing that. Yeah. But honestly, lately, I feel like he actually looks pretty handsome in AEW. Let's see. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, longer, lo- longer hair again, but just sort of, like, down to the sides and, like, like Nothing, clean-shaven, not, but still a little rough. And, yeah. yeah. Not, not, like, too... Not going too far in any weird direction. He has an onk for some reason. He's wearing an onk like he's in the fucking 80s. Uh, yes. Uh, and he also... a leather jacket with a red interior and, like, a flaming oh, skull no. on it. Also, like, oh, it's, in it's... the 80s. It's just a it's just a crucifix actually. That image is a little misleading. He's worn oh. it for ages. Okay. Um but I think his jacket is like like for like a tacky wrestler outfit. I think it's actually really good like the red on the interior and stuff yeah, it's and not, like the it's flaming not the worst. Skull. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. You know? 
Um, his chest uh, doesn't his chest doesn't look as caved in as the prior one. Mm-hmm, like, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, that's a professionally done like photo there. Someone should have been like, Chris, buddy, we need to retake that. Your <laughs> your entire chest situation is just fucked up. We yeah, fucked up. We yeah. don't know what we did. Sorry, you got to come back in because that's mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's terrible. It's Damn. unfortunate. Um, next we have one that Chris Jericho himself doesn't like to talk about very much. Like, he's willing to talk about it, right? But like he'll, he, he'll have a laugh about it, but it was a flub and everyone knows it. This is Super Liger. Whoa! Oh, okay. So he tried doing Jushin Liger, but... Oh, you know Jushin Liger? Yes, I do, because I played Super Robot, a Super Robot Wars game that features Jushin Liger. <laughs> okay. Not, not, no, yeah. the Gonagai character, not the wrestler, though I do know there's a wrestler whose gimmick is that he's also doing Jushin Liger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, this is Chris Jericho in a full, like, a full body suit with, with mask, um, sort of luchador style, right? But also it's going, as you say, going upon, like, the, the Japanese wrestling tradition as exemplified by Jushin Liger. Um, he's got like silver horns. He's got like a curling black pattern over his body. Um, he doesn't look very good. I don't think. No, no, he, he looks, he looks bad. Here's a, here's a nice front on. Oh, 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 that mouth. Ooh, that's real bad. Uh uh The thing is, again, my brain goes, here's the thing. I don't mind if it looks cheap. I like I like cheap looking suits. I enjoy Toku from time to time. Mm-hmm. But, but, what he should have done, frankly, is, I don't know, maybe a little bit more work on this. Um, making it all be like a single latex bodysuit that is like this really ugly silver. I don't, I just you know it it doesn't work. That color makes it look bad. I think it's the color that really makes it look bad. Anyway. So now we have to, um, just to give you proper context, and don't worry, I won't go fully into it, but uh, you do have to know about uh, Kazuchika Okada, a.k.a. the Rainmaker, uh, um, who is a Japanese wrestler. Um, I'll just give you a couple images just to give you, you know, context for what he looks like, right? Yeah. Um, his his entrance is literally it just rains money. Um, it's a a very good intro. A lot of gold there. Um, this is because when um he when Chris Jericho debuted in AEW, um he was the uh, pain maker, and he looked bad. Oh no! (laughs) Oh no! What? My guy, you should have sued them. <laughs> Oof! It was, it was a little rough. Wasn't his best look ever, I think. No, no, it was not. Uh, he's a little rough. Yeah. He's okay. So he's got a. Uh, he's got a like a <laughs> a fedora, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's uh, funnily <laughs> enough, not the worst part, honestly. No, I guess actually, it's probably more of a trilby. Um. He's got, <laughs> bless you. He's got um, uh black like plus shaped, uh, like crosses eye on his makeup. Eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know black on his mouth with a little extension over the over past the lips. Um, he's got stubble. He's got sort of frizzy graying hair. 
Um, he's wearing a jacket that is covered in spikes to a point where it starts to kind of lose shape almost. Well, because it has internal spikes on the lapels. That's not true. Like, not That's lapel, true. but you know what I mean. Like that, I, I guess, will those be lapels on like a leather jacket? Because they're meant to be flipped out when you have it open. Yeah, I don't know. I Either don't know. way, um, the spikes are everywhere though, but they look like shit. They do look really bad. Um... He's also got some, like, spray-painted emblem on the lower right of the jacket there. We can't see the whole thing, but it looks bad also. This... Uh, I, uh, uh, I believe it's the number three. Oh, okay. Why? I don't know. I just looked at another image, and it looks like it's the number three. Okay. Um... And then finally, another bit of background we have to give you in order to do this is uh, there's a famous incident where uh, he had a uh, a bit of a feud with uh, Pentagon Jr. I believe he was Penta LM at the time. Um, Pentagon Jr. is a fucking fantastic wrestler. He rules. Oh, um, yeah, no, this, this, this is, see, this is like an outfit that is also like, you know, not like the most expensive outfit, but it rules. The hood rules. The, the, the gold looks a lot better than, like, just having all white, and, like, the black also just looks better. Um, mm -hmm. I like the opalescence going on with the gold, too. Uh, and, and you can see he's wearing special effects contacts, too. Yeah, no, this looks great. Yeah, this, this uh, guy rules, yeah. actually. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Uh, big fan, big fan. Um, anyway, there was a, uh, a wrestling uh, match where um, unexpectedly Pentagon uh, LM got involved um it might be L zero. I'm sorry. I, I I have trouble keeping up these days. Um, but you may look. He is may notice his outfit looks a little off there. Yeah, it looks worse. It looks that that looks like the Halloween costume version. Oh, go ahead and click view original on that because what the I I fucking hate. I hate everyone and I hate everything. Let's see if this works. It's supposed to be a GIF. Ah. Uh, that works. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Because it's actually Chris Jericho. It's Chris Jericho. That explains why it looks terrible. Okay. It does. I think terrible is a little harsh, but it does look rough. I mean, it looks, looks a little I'm rough sorry. I'm seeing like the real one and then the child's Halloween costume version of it right after. So it's hard to not sure, see it as sure. pretty bad. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Uh, if you have, I'm not going to make you do it right now, but if you have time, you should look up both some other Pentagon Jr. outfits because they're fucking great. And also, you know, some Pentagon Jr. matches. That guy rules. Yeah, is that all of the Chris Jericho variants in existence? Oh no, but that's the ones that I am prepared to do as a non-wrestling expert. Um, please feel free to write in and let me know about other Chris Jerichos we need to cover. Okay, yeah. Uh, on Twitter, you'd hit me up at at 6detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. I have open DMs for just such purposes as these. Uh, you can also find me at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Uh, what about you, Dylan? You can find me at LowPolyRobot on Twitter.com as well as uh, on Cohost. Uh, and yeah, uh, follow me both places. On Cohost, I post a daily mecha thing every day. Um, and uh, on Twitter, you know, it's Twitter, so it's just whatever I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's it. Um yeah <laughs> well until next time folks you just Sorry. made the list i got i got blindsided i'm still like a little taken aback by you know uh the the, the jerichos anyway
It was a little raw, but you know, raw is Jericho. What? No, Raw's isn't that the wrestling circuit? No, just stop. No. Or company? No, company. Yeah, that's what I meant. Come on! You know I got gotcha. you. Yeah. One. Bro.